0: Thanks very much for staying with us. Time now for Eye on Africa with me, Georgia Calvin Smith. Tonight, South Sudan civilians are still being subjected to horrific abuses, including murder, child soldiers, and rape as a weapon of war. Investigators from the Commission on Human Rights in the country raise the alarm, blaming impunity as a driver of profound rights abuses. Also, we head to Kenya in keeping with this year's digital theme for International Women's Day. The country is renowned for its tech scene and more women are harnessing the fourth industrial revolution to close gender gaps in the labor market. And African women are increasingly taking up more space in more traditional sectors as well. In Zimbabwe, that now includes cultivation of one of the country's biggest agricultural exports. But before moving on to the day's other stories, France 24 expresses its deep concern following the indictment of its former correspondent and a director in Algeria. According to the prosecutor, the journalist and former correspondent of France 24 in Algeria Monsef Ait Kassi was tried on Wednesday in Algiers for financing received from abroad and publication of information harmful to the national interest. Monsef Ait Kassi was arrested on July 28, 2020 and placed in custody before being released and officially accredited by the Algerian authorities. On Wednesday, a heavy sentence of three years in prison was requested against Monsef Ayat Kassi and the journalist director Ramadan Ramouni, who have always practiced their trade in full transparency with professionalism and rigor. Pending the deliberations scheduled for March 22nd, the management of France 24 expresses its deep concern about this indictment but has confidence in the justice system. It gives its full support to its former teams accredited in Algeria. Now to our top story. Rights experts have called for some of the most powerful people in South Sudan to be held accountable for horrific crimes. Investigators from the Commission on Human Rights in South Sudan this week said that impunity is a major driver of the profound abuse still suffered by civilians at the hands of soldiers and various militia. The world's youngest country is still grappling with the fallout of over six years of civil war. A fragile 2018 peace deal between rivals, President Salva Kiir and Vice President Machar is still being haltingly implemented. A unity government was formed in 2020, but attacks persist. I asked Mr. Bani Afaku, one of the commissioners that compiled the report, whether civilians are better off since that deal took effect.
1: Well, sadly, most of them are not better off, although the peace agreement has brought a degree of respite in the violence in the capital, Juba. We are seeing increased violence in the areas outside of Juba, where attacks continue against civilians. We're seeing displacement. We're seeing horrific sexual violence. and and killings are ongoing. And this is all part of the political competition uh, that hasn't stopped despite the peace agreement. And so, no, um, civilians are not that better off. Many are still displaced. Many are still in exile in neighboring countries. It's because they don't feel confident to return to South Sudan. And unless something is done about the violence and the targeting of civilians, I'm afraid we will continue to see uh, this degree of displacement and violations.
0: So who's behind the targeting of civilians? We we know that there's so many militia and armed groups that are still in play, but you've also found that some of the uh, perpetrators of the most serious crimes are also working at the level of, of government. So please do tell us, more about that and how that affects the country's chances for peace
1: because we're seeing proxy uh, conflict going on so although the peace agreement has been signed the fierce political competition which is uh, driven by power and the urge to control resources is ongoing so we're seeing an upper nile states in jongle, states uh, which are outside of the capital, that militias and groups are being mobilized to fight, to undermine uh, each other. The, the, these are uh, the parties uh, to the peace accord, which are still um, and not yet politically uh, reconciled. And the way that these conflicts are being carried out uh, targets civilians. And so it is, it is the ordinary people who are suffering as a result of the elite competitions for power. And this means that if they don't pull back uh, from this uh, really violent uh, competition, Uh, then the prospects for enduring peace uh, will suffer, because, remember, the peace agreement calls for the making of a new constitution. It calls for elections. It calls for processes for dealing with the past and accountability. And uh, without an environment of stability, these processes uh, really cannot be realized in in, in South Sudan, and that will be a tragedy uh, for, for that young country.
0: You have expressed particular concern over the extent of sexual uh, sexual violence being used in the country. Please do tell us a bit more about your findings on that front.
1: Uh, we, we we're saying that the way that the conflicts in South Sudan are being prosecuted is that uh, women are targeted um, and sexually assaulted, and this is part of a strategy to destroy the fabric of, of communities that are perceived to, to be opponents. And, and, and this is, is, is really not the way that conflict should be carried out. It's targeting the bodies of women. It's treating them as less than citizens, as less than human. And this is pervasive across the board. And we're seeing part of the drivers of this kind of violence is that uh, militias are being sent out uh, to uh, essentially uh, be predatory uh, on on the civilian population. They loot, but they're also given the license to, to get away with attacks on the bodies of women. And so, unless this way of doing politics, this way of warfare changes... Then we're going to see increased increased violence against women unless there's accountability uh, for for those who violate women and for the commanders who, are, who send out these forces and do nothing about these attacks against women's bodies unless we have uh, we have accountability and we move away from from impunity for sexual violence, I'm afraid that these uh, kinds of violations will continue. And it's not acceptable in this day and age. And we remember it, particularly today, uh, because it's it's a, it's a World Day uh, of, of the Rights of Women.
0: Mr. Barney Efaku there, one of the commissioners compiling the report on the Commission on Human Rights in South Sudan. Now, as he mentioned, March 8th marks International Women's Day, a chance to take stock and celebrate women's achievements, but also acknowledge persistent obstacles to gender equality and equal opportunity. This year's theme focuses on digital spaces. In Kenya, like across the continent, more women are using social networks to bridge the gender gap in the labor market. Our team has more.
2: Maureen has been a pastry chef for a year and works from home. She learned her craft by watching YouTube videos and sells up to five cakes a week.
3: We needed
2: an extra source of income in our family and I usually did baking so we actually thought how about monetizing it we can actually earn something from it. This pina colada flavored cake is sold for 19 euros and will earn her 7 euros. She uses Instagram to share pictures of her work online. Through posting on Instagram, I am able to market my business and I get more clients. Women account for only 37% of formal employment in Kenya. However, they run 62% of informal businesses. It's a step in the right direction that we have a number of uh, women now using the digital channels to uh, market their businesses um, to actually undertake trading online. But we can see that uh, countries still have a long way to go. More female entrepreneurs have to enter formal work if the employment gender gap is to be addressed. Organisations like Women in Business help by offering training in skills like how to apply for a loan. We identify partners who are able to talk to women about formalising, registering, having a bank account, doing business in a certain way so that you're able to scale through the different stages of business growth the world economic forum's latest gender gap report highlights kenya's recent progress rising from 16th to sixth place on the continent within a year
0: well across africa women are increasingly taking up more space in sectors traditionally dominated by men as well in zimbabwe that now includes cultivation of one of the country's biggest agricultural exports
3: Michelle Gwatemba used to work in IT. Now, she runs a small tobacco farm north of Zimbabwe's capital, Harare. Her secret to running the business, she tries to make sure that at least 75% of staff are women.
0: Females that have gone into agriculture thrive. Um, Obviously, it's something that is challenging um, and intimidating because it's male-dominated, but it's so rewarding. Not only is it rewarding money-wise, it's rewarding because of the work that I do. I know that no matter what, I cater for over 80 families here, and once it's women who are catered for, it's a, nearly a 90% guarantee that their children are catered for.
3: Several of the women who were hired at the farm were victims of gender-based violence. They would come to Michelle looking for food and shelter. Instead, she gave them a job. There's still some space for men though. They're needed for the heavy lifting, Michelle says. At this tobacco auction floor in the capital, women grade tobacco crops. Women
1: are very good at paying attention to detail. And more and more ladies are taking up farming. And the success of a good farmer depends on attention to detail. And the way women pay attention to detail, it shows the quality
3: and the quantity of the crops they produce. Tobacco is one of Zimbabwe's biggest cash crops. According to official figures, it accounted for around 12% of the country's total exports in January.
0: Well, that's it for Iron Africa. Thanks for joining us. Do so again. Take care. The history of our world is ever-changing. The flow of information is constantly increasing. We cover all subjects. We verify. We commit. On the ground in all circumstances, to anticipate the future by understanding the present. We are with you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. France 24, an alternative look at the news. Liberté, égalité,
2: actualité.